Episode 132 of the Morgue, an official Corpse Feed podcast. And I am Arturo Padilla, the guy behind the face. And with me always is Mr. Nick Valdez. Tex, how you doing, man? What's up? Oh, man. Howdy, everybody. Howdy, Arturo. Uh, I hope everybody had a good little holiday weekend in lieu of coming attractions this week because we have a we have a big show for you today. Right, Arturo? We have uh, yeah. three, three big things to break down. So we'll just kind of jump yeah. into the first one, right? Because over... Over the Thanksgiving holiday weekend, we actually got the next big Marvel special presentation, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. And yes, like, we did. Yeah. And you know what, though, Tax? Like, this one felt like a holiday special. You know, um, yeah, uh, Wolf at Night was their Halloween, you know, season, their spooky season drop. But it right. didn't really feel like a Halloween special. I wish they kind of embraced the season and the holiday like Guardians did with theirs. And had like uh you know a trick-or-treat thing with especially with all the kids in, in the marvel universe now you know what i mean that was um, right, a lost right. opportunity uh, but hopefully next season we have something like this because i honestly i really like this um it got me in the mood for you know for christmas um it got me in the mood for more guardians honestly yeah. um it, it was um it was really lighthearted. it was fun um i I dug it more than I thought I would, man. Yeah, uh, spoiler-free review. It's totally just to check it out. Like, it's not an official pay for it, wait for it, or stay away from it, because it's kind of like, if you're on Disney+, Plus, if you're watching all these Marvel things anyway, you you know, you're going to see it regardless. It's another, It's a quick 40-minute kind of, you know, short, pretty much, focusing primarily on on mantis and drax right yeah Um, yeah it's it's the same thing as werewolf by night just little pocket little story that really wouldn't have fit anywhere else you know but um yeah but surprisingly too that like even with the christmas stuff like there's still a lot of actual meat on the bones in terms of like mcu building and connectivity and like where are things Uh, going from here so um yeah so Heads up, we are going into the spoiler part of this because surprisingly, there are things to spoil in this, right? Yes, like, despite there. being yeah. like a, a 40 minute little holiday kind of warm your heart kind of thing, there are some legitimate things to spoil. So, uh, yes. Yeah, l- let's get into that, Arturo. Like, let's do um, it. And you know what, yes. though, Tex? Um, before we get into it, that's also big kudos to Marvel for that. Yes, yes, this is just, you know, a holiday special. You can do these every year. But kudos to them for actually, you know, adding to their MCU, whether it's just adding, you know, uh, a, a Cosmo, right? The dog. Yes. Um, yes. Like, right into the universe. So I was like, oh, it's the dog Cosmo. Um, or it's obviously, you know, the big spoiler here is uh, that uh, Mantis is the sister of uh, Peter Quill. Right. Yes. Um, yes. They have the same father. Ego is the father of Mantis as well. And 
that's her big reveal to Drax. Like, hey, listen, I just found out that this and, you know, I want to make Peter Quill's Christmas special because, you know, he's been sad since Gamora and all that stuff like that. So pretty much that's the whole premise of the of the of the short. Um, and, and the gift that they want to get Peter Quill is the, you know, the great Kevin Bacon of all, of yeah, all things. It's, <laughs> it's so wild, right? Like, it's so wild seeing James Gunn in the Marvel stuff again, you know, because we've yeah, seen, it, it, we've watched so much of weird. his, You're absolutely yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, we've watched so much of his DC stuff by this point that, like, seeing that tone in Guardians again, it's like, oh, wait, yeah, this is why he's everywhere now. It's like, oh, yes. right, it's, it, it's a reminder right of like oh this is why guardians is going on to part three is because little stuff like this like th- the fun ideas like kevin bacon cosmo uh, cosmo the space or yeah cosmo the space dog uh i believe or yes. the lucky dog i forget what the thing is and then oh, the um, space dog yeah yes and then you know then you have or the new- cosmonaut something like that right yeah yeah it's cosmo something, like something but uh then you have Groot, who's like continuing to grow, but it's like it's <laughs> it's right. much yeah yeah it's different from big the other Groot. Groot yeah. yeah, he's big body, <laughs> big body Groot, Groot. Now. Yeah, with like a huge like frame now, and there's little stuff like that that's advancing. And you know, it's interesting though because at the same time, it's like oh, he's setting us up for something. Like that's the other thing, right? We 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 get their new ship. You know, we get we see that they've bought nowhere. Since we last saw them, which is pretty cool. It's yeah. a cool little base for yeah. them now. At the same time, I couldn't shake that, like, couldn't help but shake that feeling like, oh, yeah, this is a nice holiday moment, right? It's a nice special for all of them. Good moment. But in stories, right, we usually see, like, this is the big moment that they all get to share one last time before, like, stuff happens, it- Right. Yeah. Before shit hits the fan, pretty yes, much. Right. Yes. Um, especially <laughs> because we're heading now into uh, into phase five. So this is technically this is part of phase five in the grand scheme of things, right? I I I want to look at it as more like a, a phase four epilogue. You know, like as in yeah. like a, you know this is you know it's kind of like well it's better than Far From Home in that whole like helping to bridge the gap in between the next one right I yeah think, yeah y- yeah this this has yeah, a lot okay. of like getting set up for the future but you know when you look at the grand scheme of things of Phase Four Phase Four was like super sad right like a lot of death yeah a lot of like yeah dude a she, lot of a lot loss of stuff in phase four. yeah. Yeah, Um, um, it is it is interesting, though, to to see exactly um, where this is all going to go. Right. Because now the whole dynamic of the Guardians has changed since uh, Gomorrah is now, you know, not the Gomorrah Mm -hmm. that uh, Peter Quill knew, you know. Um, So that dynamic is now very different. And he has to now kind of deal with that. Right. Um, Yes. The team obviously has moved on from that. But Peter seems to ha- uh, not have uh, recuperated from that loss yet, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So and- that for sure will be going into the next phase and the next story of Guardians, which um, I'm not sure if I know or I've read what the next story is going to no, be. No, no. You know I what? I don't think no. I don't know either. That's the thing. Like what has been confirmed about yeah, what has been confirmed about volume three is that it will involve Adam Warlock. There, you know, someone was cast for that. But outside of oh, that that's right. Yeah, and like 
and someone uh, I believe the guy from Peacemaker, the cool like the cool uh, FBI dude who is like spoiler, you know, he was also secretly one of the things, you know, like the the guy yes. who's like very yes. serious and like you know the one who was cool right off the bat. Um, I forget his name there, but he's also in Guardians Three as like a major villain character. So I don't know what's going on, but I you know before this special i didn't really care i'm not gonna outright say like the guardians are like characters that i'm keeping an eye out for you know it's just no i wasn't like, either honestly uh you know volume two was fine some people really like volume two and volume one but like me i'm like ah these aren't my favorite honestly you know. they're kind of forgettable um yeah. to be honest with you i you know i think uh, volume one was probably a bit more memorable only because of that scene with stone yeah, um, and, and it was the first one, right? Uh, that's yeah. It, it gets I totally credit forget how was... ego went down and all that stuff. I know Kurt Russell was ego, but I totally, honestly forgot how that whole thing just broke down there. Right. Um, but yeah, but yeah, but now, as you were saying, Tex, um, I honestly didn't care before as to where where they were going in their trajectory in this whole new phase. Right? I was like, whatever. We were more into what was, uh, you know, Black Panther was going to do. And all these yeah. new Avengers. Yeah, I've Disney never, Plus, I've never right? once, yeah, I've never once gone. Oh, what's Star Lord gonna do in the next Avengers? Yeah. Movie? So, yeah. so that being said, now you know, now my interest is a little peaked, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. because hey, oh yeah, these characters here, and I really like the dynamic that the, the um, everyone, everyone but Peter Quill. Honestly, like I like the dynamic that that the rest of the team has with each I, other. You know what? That's see. So that's the key thing, right? So like, if we've noticed, like all these Disney projects are big, like origin stories or push stories. Like it's like, okay, let's, let's get these characters and make them important. Right. So, this special is all about Mantis and Drax. So it's like, oh, yes. why are they getting beefed up as utility players? You know, because it's clear that you can drop that duo in like any any story and they'll be fine. You know what I mean? Like, yes, you can drop them in any absolutely. Avengers lineup and, you know, can't wait to see what they do. It's clear Dave Batista, you know, let, let's I want to give him a shout out as Drax real quick because like, you know, he's clearly having the time of his life and he's down he to do it forever. He knows exactly yeah. what to do. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. He is loving yeah. it. He knows exactly what to do. Like and like. Listen, it's hard. One might not think it's hard what he's doing, but he definitely is, you know, keying into the, you know, the core of this character and how dry he is with his humor. Yeah, he, he and just kind of like, already. you know, yeah. on top of dry humor, he has black humor on top of that, you know? Yes. Um, yes. Uh, and it's, uh, it's funny, you know, especially the whole GoBots thing. <laughs> yes, <laughs> out of nowhere, GoBots are canon in like the MCU, I was right? Like, what? <laughs> he was like, yeah, GoBots killed his friend or stuff like that. <laughs> so, I like, think they, uh, you I know, think they killed they, his parents or something. It's even worse than that. Yeah, something it's ridiculous, yeah. Like that, right? But yeah, you're yeah. absolutely right. Especially, um, um, surprisingly, um, Mantis. Like, they definitely gave her a nice big chunk to kind of you know she carries the weight of this whole entire thing honestly like it's her story pretty much honestly if you kind of look at the whole at the whole grand scheme of thing it, it, it's mantis here it, like the story flows through her and drax right but primarily right. her because she is trying to get you know her brother this gift yeah for Christmas. drax, drax um, is just and, the one that yeah. comes along yeah and yeah so, yeah drax is the muscle that's that's just there hanging out so, you know just cracking jokes and so that's what's interesting right like what what you alluded to earlier 
earlier is like, oh, are are we getting actually set up for a new Guardians? Like, it's like, are we getting mm-hmm. set up for a lineup without Star-Lord? Like, if Chris, if they kill off Chris Pratt in Volume 3, I don't think anybody would be like, oh, man, Star-Lord. No, I, <laughs> I wouldn't be crying about it. But also on top of that, that would work with his character. Yeah. Um, just the way Star Lord is, he's very selfless, right? Um, so that would work with his character, especially if it means saving somebody on his team, yeah, right? Or, yeah. or, or, or like or multiple or, members of the team, yeah, either or Gamora his herself, team, yes, like he might go out saving Gamora, you know, but now that he has this big connection with Mantis, is he going to save Mantis in like the next movie? And then, then you have the other characters, right? You have Rocky Raccoon, who doesn't play like a huge role in this, so it's also it's like so good, yeah, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Him and so, Nebula, right? That little yeah. interaction when he got the Bucky arm, it, dude. I popped huge because I was like, "It's the Bucky arm." Dude, he wanted dude. that ever since he saw it, dude. <laughs> it sucks too, though, because Marvel nerds know how, like they don't know how to have any fun. So, like, they straight up were, like, bothering James Gunn on Twitter about that. Like, oh, how did he get what? his arm? Yeah, like, how did how did she get Bucky's arm? And he's like... Who cares? Yeah, that was the kind of the tone of his answer. Because he was like, well, Nebula was so powered up by Christmassy spirit that she just ripped it off. Which is kind of like, uh, who cares, right? It's like, yo, you nerds. The joke, like, it's the joke, right? Like, <laughs> honestly, I, 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 for one, folks, I loved that joke because Me too. It, it, it's, it's a, a good, yeah, it's a big callback to the universe itself. Yes, it's a big callback to freaking the one of their biggest movies, Infinity War. Yeah, they first also, meet and they're like, hey, I, I and, 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 and he specifically goes, one day I'm gonna get that arm, right? And yeah. you see, like, dude, it's. I loved it. It was yeah, awesome. It, it goes and it's showing like it's working on multiple levels, right? Like not only is yes, it just absolutely. like a, a fun joke, it's also just a good Christmas moment and a good Christmas special, you know, and it's showing that Nebula is changing as well. See those? Cause like, yes. Yeah, yeah. She groans and all that stuff while helping them, but she's doing it. You see Nebula dancing, you see like all, and it's like, Oh, this is way different from the Nebula that, you know, pre end game. You know, so it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's just, you know, there's a lot of, it's all just it's, but, little but fun stuff, you know? As we said, though, like, it's good to see that the that cast of characters can kind of hold everything together. Yes, you know? without, without, without having your you know, the right? leader there. Yeah. Like, for instance, let's say, let's say Gamora is back in the picture. I would, I can easily see Zoe Saldana being, um, you know, the head of a Guardians movie in the future post Peter Quill. Right, yeah, like I just mean, as the leader, as she she's coming back with the dynamic she has with the other characters, because obviously you know they've worked together before. So it's it's I think it's something it's uh you know they can possibly kind of uh, yeah, and it's you know, it's also yeah, it's also probably James Gunn's goodbye. You know, like it was this and Volume Three, and then now officially that has to be it. Like, if he's going to work for, like, if he's doing DC, he's not doing oh, no. Marvel stuff anymore. Yeah. yeah. No, this this one, uh, what is it? Uh, it's Volume 3, it's called, or something, right? There yeah, was yeah, Volume a, 3. A, name, yeah. a specific title for it. But, yeah, yeah, this is 1,000% the last thing he's going to do under the whole Marvel banner. Because, yeah. as you said, it'll be a complete conflict of interest. I'm surprised he's even um, allowed to finish the movie, to be honest with you. Being that, um, uh, you know, obviously... 
contractual obligations and all that stuff. Well, but, um, you know, um, it was it all goes back to when Disney let him go for a second. They let him go for a week, and Warner Brothers is like, "Come on in, you know, we'll we'll give you." And they literally gave him free reign, right? Like now it led to them going, "You know what? Whatever you're doing is working. Give us. You can literally give us anything you ever want ever again." And so it worked out for yeah. him because because he gets to finish his thing with Disney, and then he goes on to who to who knows what yeah you know, right who knows what we spoke about in our last episode um go check that out in the archives folks episode 131 where we go into a little um uh you know chatter about uh, henry cavill and his position in the company now that everything's kind of a little murky since um no one really knows exactly what is going on with his you know role as superman and um with james gunn now we don't know what he's gonna tackle first because obviously they're going to need, you know, a tentpole kind of movie and character, right? right. Something to anchor um, everything to this new regime. So I'm very curious if that is going to be a Superman because we know James Gunn to be very um, – we know him to think outside the box. And he might not pick Superman as that character, right. you know, to kind of hold things together, you know. Um, we'll could see. be yeah. – who knows? Blue Beetle. Who, who, the, who the fuck knows? Who knows? Who, who but, knows? Um, it, it is – it's definitely going to be interesting to see where he goes with that. And um, I am very curious to find out what the next volume three actually holds for us, um, especially um, when it falls within the the scope of the of, of the new phase. Is that going to be right. in uh, 2024, right? I think it's coming I, out. I don't even remember. I honestly do not. But, I, off the top of my head. It's that's smack how, dab in the middle of phase five, yeah, right? Yeah. And that, that tells you. That's just another thing telling you how little I cared about it in the overall scheme. Because I literally <laughs> do not know when it, like what year it's supposed to hit. Off the top of my head. I could not tell you. No, so, yeah, I don't blame you. But it's yeah. definitely not a phase. Maybe it could be phase six. Who, who knows? If this, no, yeah, it has to be uh, phase definitely, five. Yeah, it's it's definitely already like they've already been doing it. So it's either if it's not Oh, yeah, so year, definitely phase five five yeah if it's not next year then it's 2024 but i want to say next year yeah let's yeah. see what happens yeah. anyway folks uh next up in our triple feature is um uh the one and only a uh, little uh one and only little guy little buddy yeah you know, one and only, our good yeah, guy yeah you know, chucky <laughs> season two just wrapped up last week or so, yeah. at some point yeah just recently and um folks um whatever you guys are doing you guys should definitely drop what you're doing next season and dvr this thing um because it is for sure for me it's become kind of like appointment television um yeah, on the, on the really DVR, per se yeah with, you know with the time that i have but like it's i make it a point to like for sure that's on the top of the queue every thursday morning you know i'm watching chucky because it's it's just so good it's yeah, smart. Yeah. It started off yeah. a little slow, right? We said it in our yeah. impressions. Um, it started off a little slow, but folks, it definitely gave us a, a story we didn't even expect. Um, and with that, let's just um, uh, just go right into it and, and break everything down. Yeah. Tex, yeah. what do you think about the season? Yeah. Spoiler free uh, before we jump in. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. It starts off slow and it ends at a weird place. So I think that's kind of the that's kind of the thing uh, compared to season one. Season one was just like a, a tighter package in terms of like yes. a TV season. And what you expect to see out of a TV season. Season two kind of experimented a little bit with like how, you know, not only how it began, but how it told its story. Because like for the first couple of episodes, it was like one episode was following the kids. 
one episode is following Tiffany's story and we kept seeing one and one. And so they started crossing over in like the second half of the season. And so, you know, in terms of structure, season one was just better all around, but season two had a lot of good stuff in it. Like in terms of ideas, like in terms of just like stuff that they're willing to like try and like not only do, but like also get away with. It's so funny. Uh, so Don Mancini has said in an interview that he, they actually get away with, uh, or no, they said in the show too, that they get 10 fucks per episode, which is wild, <laughs> right? Like, I, that is crazy. Remember, Cable television remember, has definitely evolved. <laughs> yeah. Spoilers. It's when he, spoilers is when he stabs Liv Morgan and he's like, we get 10 fucks an episode and we didn't use any of them. So he's just like, fuck, 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 fuck. So yeah. like, so not only that, that, so like that, that explains all the F-bombs from the first season, right? But, like, this this season also had, like, just some wild story ideas, too, that, like, moving the lore forward. Like, uh, okay, and yeah. then getting into it, getting into it, one of my favorite scenes of this, sh- like, season in general is one of the stupidest scenes, right? It's when the Chuck, like, it's when the truck full of Chuckies... You know, it, it goes back to that scene it blows of up Andy. The cliff? Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah. When it blows up and you hear all the Brad Dourif, like you hear all the Brad Dourifs going, ah, ah. <laughs> and little, little doll bodies are flying through the air. I it's lost good. it. It's dude. really yeah. good. Like that idea of just having the little army of Chuckies, right? Because at yeah. first, when, the, when you first um, kind of start off, you're like, oh, this is going to be the thing, this whole army of Chuckies, right? And then, you know, they freaking go off the cliff, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. So that changes everything because only a handful of them survived, you know. Yes. And then there's this one in particular, um, which and they're they modeled all like after Colonel Kurtz. To- yes, yeah, yes. Very- each and one of them are very unique. Um, yes. The one they call the Colonel, right? Yes. He's modeled after Colonel Kurtz from uh, Apocalypse Now, Marlon Brando's character. Um, yes. Bald and everything. <laughs> Which, bald and know, everything. I uh, didn't see coming. So I, good. Because yeah, I was like, Colonel, I was like, they're either going to make him a military guy or if we're lucky, you know, the Colonel Sanders joke that they said would come true <laughs> and he'd be like a Southern <laughs> Chucky. But getting the Marlon yeah. Brando <laughs> Chucky. That'd be good too. Yeah, like, but getting the Marlon Brando Chucky was just like, not only was it a funny, really funny idea, but also, yes. like, it kept the horror going because he was like, yeah, Dude, he was it, eating pieces it was, of Andy. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was hilarious, <laughs> but it was also super well done. Yeah. You know, it was super yeah. well done. Um, Everything involving Chucky this season, like the oh. animatronics they used and the puppetry they used was absolutely on point. And, and the different um, Chucky like, looks, right? Like all the, the yes, various like, like the and, and, like Hulk Chucky. Before, there's very <laughs> different versions. There's a Colonel one, which is the bald one. There's yeah. uh, like the Hulk Chucky, which is like this brawlic, just like which yeah. is hilarious because you're and like, then, how the <laughs> hell did this plastic model get so brawlic? But yeah, he's brawlic with like half his overalls missing and everything. Yeah, and they, and they like, and Dorif like deepens his voice for it too. He like talks yes. with like a, like he's a horror, like <laughs> yes like it's, it's so it's, good it's so good they every, were very smart about it was very what smart, they did yeah. because they didn't have to add a bunch of new characters to it because they already had all these chuckies it's like yes we get the new our new characters because of the school they're in so we get um uh, uh you get, you what's get, his name 
you get the father, uh, you get the the priest yes. Devin Sawa. Devin Sawa get- is coming back as a whole different person. There was a, like a nice a joke that uh, Jake goes like, "Oh, he reminds me so much of my dad." <laughs> so the thing with Chucky now is that whatever it does from now on, whether it's season three or if this goes into like a new movie or something, Devin Sawa's got to be in it as somebody yes. else. Like that's that's kind of the thing. It has like, to happen. They, from now on, every single Chucky thing, he needs to show up and die. Like he he just. They did it already, right? It's like they and he they, gets like he gets good deaths too, Tex. Dude, like in he, the first one, he got the shit beat out of him by Chucky, the the doll Chucky himself, right? <laughs> yes, uh, yes. A junior used the doll to just beat the shit out of his yeah. own dad in the first and one, his, and right? his very first twin death, right? The first he yes. gets the first death in the series with like the vomit yes, electrocution, right. right? So that's, he that's right. Yes, Jake's so, dad, dude. Yes, yes, yes. So like. Devin Sawa, not only does he understand, like, the world and what he's supposed to do, because, you know, Devin Sawa, what a gem, right? We've talked about him before. He ruled, oh, yeah, he ruled like, 2000s horror for a minute. But, like, he <laughs> he clearly understands, like, these movies, right? Like, he, he gets these roles. And yeah. the father character, kind of his best yet. I was, like, really digging it. You know, they give him a lot to do, a lot to mess around with. And so I know we're jumping around spoilers all over the place. But like, yo, we when they finally get to like the the penultimate episode and like the exorcism and yo, like, yes, then you get his death with the with with the smile and Chucky going (laughs) the smile and him going, well, we'll see about that or whatever. Right. And he just shrugs and, and blows then he just, up yeah. <laughs> and he just explodes so he needs to have every kind of like really cool death in like every season yeah um, like it's a thing now speaking of cool yeah. deaths like this one didn't have the great you know body count we had from in, in the in the finale uh, of, right. of season one but we did have some pretty cool kills like when um excuse me when hulk chucky just punches a hole in, in some kid's chest, right? Yes, um, yes. That, that was unexpected, right? And it, it was also this awesome kid death. And then he just kind of grabs his heart, and you see a hole, a hole, a big hole, just right in this kid's, yeah. in this yeah, kid's chest. See, and you see Hulk Chucky with it holding his heart. That there's, was awesome. There's a, there's a lot of that in season two, right? Where it's instead of going for the body count, they instead – kind of up the creativity and the brutality yes, of it you know because like the whole agreed. the whole punching it's cartoony but it works because yeah it's a, a buff killer doll punching it's a hole through chucky a kid, because right? yeah that was the the introduction of whole chucky you're like what yes. the hell yes <laughs> so what so, other way is it to show the you know the, the extent of, of of what damage he can actually make than yes. to punch a hole through a kid, you know? Yes. And so, like, you see that all throughout season two where the deaths you get here are changed in a way to make it comparable, right? Where it's like, yeah, we yes. don't get the high body count, but we do get uh, we do get the nun getting the knife through her eye, her pulling it yes. out to look at it, and then, like, then fall and then over. dropping, and- yep. That's and this good. is after Devin Sawa blows up. So your mind's already like, you know, kind of spent. You're like, yeah, this. <laughs> yes. Text. And, and on, on top of that, to like put the icing on the cake, the actual gore, practical gore used on all oh. the Chucky dolls, bro, was absolutely awesome. That was one way to kind of throw gore on the screen and not really make it 
seem very like you know rated r you know what i mean or yes, you know or, or very nc17 because yeah. it's a doll you know uh but yeah, there's like so the, like that broken mouth look that he has right yes yeah and that scene where he got shot in the in the face pretty much right you get all the the teeth and the tongue and the visceral mouth gore but it's coming from a doll so it's it's one way to kind of circumvent the whole you know ratings and critics thing you know what i mean um it, but they did a great job with all the prosthetics used um and all the um, practical effects used on all those chucky dolls man from the colonel you know just chopping heads off of, uh, <laughs> of the own chucky dolls right to Which him is, you know yeah. just you know just tearing like you know pieces of flesh off of Andy, right, and eating him while he talks, right. <laughs> and, then it's, get, it was, and then you get his death, right. Like, they go full parody uh, with it when he dies, and he, so he gets good. the knob flashbacks so as he's like the horror, the horror, the <laughs> and it's like and it's it's hilarious. It's like why why these Vietnam flashbacks, and only the ones who know about that character are like. This is ridiculously yeah. hilarious, but Dude. it was well done, though. Dude. You know, Dur- Durif this season, man, he is like, I don't. Even, this is like peak career work for him, right? Because not only that, Dude, you get I, you get all so the good. Chuckies, yes. you get like good Chuck, where he's like tapping into this voice that's like, damn, I like, Dude, I'm like, I kind of, you know, yeah. uh, uh, like, uh, like. <laughs> A nominee for best ensemble, right? Just because of him alone uh, and his work with all the dolls, right? Yeah, best like, ensemble yo, for the Goldies. That's a nominee right there. Yeah, or dude, like I, I was super impressed because we knew Dorif can do this. Like we knew yeah. he could do it, but like getting to play all these different Chucky's and like getting to he must uh, have had fucking fun, dude. Dude, that's what I mean. So much it, fun. It's and. It, it's those little touches that make Chucky such like appointment viewing. If you haven't seen the first season, go see it. Go check out the show by now. Like, please do, because like, like you said, it's little, it's little things. Like the ch- the Chucky's flying in the air with the ah, like when they're getting blown up. The you know, it's little t- like. It's the fact that Chucky has a credit card and he's looking for the the world's quietest chainsaw, and it's like this that little was toy hilarious. thing, right? Yeah, I love so, that. Yes, so much. Yeah, so that was good shit. So we'll get into the the rougher parts of that. Uh, so ending the season, it's kind of you and I were kind of both agreed on that, where it's like, oh, it, it wasn't so good of a season finale because like the story yeah. ended already, right? This was like the, yeah. the the holiday epilogue to like the story, you know. Yeah, exactly. So we do get the awesome. Uh, we get we get two very awesome kills in in that finale. We get the um, um Lexi's mom getting chopped in half with the chainsaw by Chucky. Oh, and it's a right? slow chop too, right? Like a it's slow, slow, like a slow slice because it's yeah, small and, chainsaw on top of that, you know. Yes, so yeah, and, it's kind of sh- slow. And the shot of him in the goggles, like right, like yes. that's like oh, that's a poster uh, shot. If this were a movie, that an- would have been all another over. Another example. The, you know, um, the other one is Lexi doing the killing this time around, uh, chopping yes. off, um, you know, just a chainsaw in the shit out of Chucky's face. Very oh, evil. Dude, and you get style, the gargle, right? right? You get the gargles yes. and like the like the, the pus coming out. I'm and, like, telling the blood you, text, and, like, all that practical stuff. That's all practical stuff, and yeah. it's it's all like it's awesome how they how they managed to kind of just build the lore of Chucky itself. I for one, I've gone on record before of saying that I haven't really been a fan of Chucky up until I started watching the show. Um, right, I am a fan of chucky now i think they've also made him a better character you know that they they figured out a way to kind of just 
make his personality pop with the times, right? Yeah. Um, it works. It works this time around, and it, um, it goes to show because in between, you know, a, a commercial segments, you have him as a host, kind of tr- uh, uh, doing a transition in and out of the scenes, right? So, and it works, and I'm like, I look forward to that because I am a fan of the voice work that Brad Dourif is doing behind this Chucky doll. That's now they have they discovered that hey like he can freely kind of hang out in this space now and just be himself you know um and be eccentric and be like a talking doll and it's it's cool you can get away with mad shit now you know so i'm glad they they discovered that true voice they were like hey let's get brad in here let's get him going you know and i'm really glad that what's his face uh joe mancini right that's his name oh john Don Mancini. Don Mancini. Yeah, yes. I'm glad he was able to kind of focus his his creation more. You know, um, ex- yes, expand on it, expand on his universe and his lore, but elevate it and make it better. Yeah, you know, it's weird too, right? Because like at the same time, nothing's really changed, right? Like either either it's one yeah, of those things where correct. it's like maybe yes. a TV show was the right format for it. Cause like that, you know, that's what it is because you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. It's, it's, it's taking the, same, the old stuff still, right? It's the old literally crazy the same shit story, from Cult right? of Chucky, Seed yes. of Chucky, Bride of Chucky, all that stuff. And, but it's tightening up all those screws, you know, like yeah. properly tightening them up, uh, yeah, aligning like, everything a little yeah, better, making the like, stories oh, work. Yeah. Right. It's like, Oh, maybe he just needed the time. Like maybe he needed like yes. the time allotted from eight episodes of a season to be like, okay, here's where I want to take my story. And like you said, as a result, it's all just kind of elevating just a little more. Cause not only that, it's, you're getting this high level stuff every week. That's why it's mm-hmm. also appointment viewing. Cause it's like, yeah. even, even the slower episodes still have something to them, right? Like the premiere, we were like, Oh, well, it was like a, a slow beginning, you know, no deaths really or anything, but like, and that kid death though. Remember? Yes. That kid blew yeah. up, but, that but, at, but at the same time, yeah. But at the same time, a Chucky suicide bombed himself with the kid, right? So it's like, okay, we, we kind of see where things are going. There are stakes. Mm-hmm. And like, that should have been the first sign that, Oh, the deaths were going to be different this time. The deaths were going to have a different tone. And be a little wilder. And like, and they were this season. Death, like, we had two exploding bodies. You know, Jennifer Tilly died. You know, Jennifer Tilly in this universe is officially dead now because she was hit by that 18 wheeler, <laughs> which was. Again, which, good, good practical effect shit when that truck runs her yeah, over. You know like, what I mean? Just like a. You know, like, and so this is, this is the stuff we're getting every week. Like even, even the episode where, you know, it's the, the, it's the, the one that's kind of out there, you know, Chucky's hosting the murder mystery party kind of thing. <laughs> You know, and it's like yeah. we get a bound reunion between her and Gina Gershon and like Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so like even that episode still was just had a lot in it because Jennifer Tilly's like doing some of her best work in this season. Yeah. So it's yeah, just she really is. As an overall package, it's still like, yeah, it might not be as effective as season one. I'll say that straight out, you know, because after season one, you and I were both like, okay, if the story ended here, fine. This is where, you know, and season two clearly ends with like, okay, we got to see what's next, you know, like. Yeah, I think it's because of that ending, though, Tex, right? The ending itself, um, after you get those two big kills, you know, uh, the, the Alexi's mom and the Chucky kill in the home. 
there's not much else after that. You know, it goes off into the whole um, uh, Gigi story, right? Yes. Because now Glenn and Glenda are both one again in the doll, right? So the doll's now Gigi, the, the original doll from Seed of Chucky, right? Yeah, so, they brought it. They brought um, Billy Boyd back too to voice it, to voice them, which is pretty like <laughs> that's just that's just another man, it, like another thing, Chuck, right? Yeah, <laughs> but but at the same time, it's like that's just Chucky verse stuff, right? Like we're yeah, you know- exactly. Like again, like it, it, it's Mancini, you know, tightening up the screws of his um of his story. You know, like like you said, he got the time now to tell it properly, so so we can like see where he comes from, see where so so. The ones who didn't appreciate it before, like myself, cannot be like, oh, same here. This is a yeah. pretty neat story. You know what I mean? Yeah, same um, here. I like the whole like you know soul uh, broken into pieces thing. That's that's a cool concept that I think needed the time to get fleshed out properly. You know, um, you're right. And um, I wish though the um, you know we were saying last time we did season one that we were cool off season one. We we were good off that. You know, like we saw it. You know, we didn't really need a season two. We got a season two. Now, the way they ended it, as you mentioned, Tex, we need to kind of see where this goes in season three. I am hoping they kind of ended after season three. Um, There is a such thing as too much of a good thing, you know, Um, and this can get to that point because now they have the tall task to kind of surpass and just, you know, one up everything they just did. So it was tough to one up that final scene in season one where the dude's stabbing everyone, you know, like in the theater pretty much, you know, and and that whole sequence, which was awesome. So I'm curious now where they're going to go with it. I'm curious if they can keep our, you know, attention and our interest yeah see this is the part where it gets rough right where it's like okay now that we're heading into like it hasn't been picked up yet officially so it's like are we getting a season three or is universal going to be like okay go back to movies because like that's the thing right Mm -hmm. it's we got a new status quo and you know so like if we get like i don't know um how do, i'm trying to think of a chucky sequel title or whatever but it's it's a new thing that's set after the tv shows and still in the canon are you and i you know you and i are of course going to see it for course feed but it's like is that as promising as the third season no right so yeah, it's just like call it chucky and friends right and bring yeah. uh, jake and company to the big screen like yeah. I, I can see a movie happening if it's finalizing the story we don't need to go to a third season we don't have the money for that but we do have enough to kind of do a good 9200 minute movie here where you can finalize whatever ideas you have in the, in the from the show which i think it's possible because you didn't really expand on anything new um in in season two um aside from maybe just um, having Gigi around and having um, yeah, Anika like, still like around, you know, like in the, uh, you know, at the end. So yes, I don't know right? where that's going to go. Yeah. Cause in terms of new status quo, right. So let's, let's break it down uh, as like the final thing in this review, new status quo heading forward. We have one Chucky, one Chucky mm-hmm. officially, you know, as he yep. hit himself in the doll that's been there since the beginning. Cool little swerve. I appreciated it. Um, you know, we have, he's, Probably not going to kill Tiffany as much as you, you can't get rid of Jennifer Tilly. You really can't. She's glue. She's literally the yeah. glue on the show. Then you have Nika hunting Tiffany down. And then you have Jake's sister, you know, all brainwashed by Chucky and shit. So now. That's and right. Now, That's right. And, yeah. And heading oh, into the step. 
uh, Alexi's sister. Oh, yes. There we go. Yeah. See, Alexi's sister. sister break, yeah. yeah. So now you have the three of them. You have the, the three kids now full, like, Andy and Kyle adults, technically, where it's like they have no nothing holding them back anymore. Now it's just all Chucky Hunt. So that's what we're getting for the third, like, heading into the third season. It's like, okay, them versus Chucky the one Chucky left, you know, after, after season one was this plan of like, Oh, let me get an army of Chucky's and season two showed us a little of those Chucky's that, you know, the ones that survived. And now season three is back to one Chucky versus the three kids who've grown up through all this. So I could see it ending there and then maybe a finale movie, you know? So we'll, we'll see, we'll see where we goes. But in terms of season two, I really liked it. Check it out, buddies. If you haven't seen it, make sure like that's, it's priority viewing. Honestly, at this point, it's just, yeah, especially yeah. as the content slows down a little bit in the winter season, right? Yeah. Um, this one's a definitely listen. Start watching one episode, especially in season one. You'd be like, oh, it's a little slow, but but something's gonna click in that first episode. You'd be like, it's a little slow, but kind of liking the characters and or where this is going. I don't know. So, um, that's how we felt too. But then after the first episode, dude, you're just you're in it to win it. You're yeah. you're in for the ride, and, and you want to go back. So I I think you can definitely binge it, um, and be satisfied and want to watch the next uh, season too, and and be ready for season three when it comes back in October, if if it does come back. That is next up, folks. Um, in our tri- in our triple feature presentation, um, is uh the new movie out in theaters, uh, Bones and All. Um, right. Tex. Wait for oh. it. Pay for it. Stay away from it. What oh, do you man, say? You're, you're starting out with me. Uh, I was hoping you, I am starting with like, you because I, I don't want that pressure text. I'm starting out with I you. <laughs> I was hoping you'd set me up to where I could be like, yeah, totally agree. Yeah, it's right here. But like, um, you know how we always talk about how we need one in the middle of like certain ones. This is in between the wait for it and pay for it. I mean, not the oh, excuse me. It is in between the wait for it and stay away from it. It's right there, Arturo, where I'm like, you don't spoiler free. You don't lose anything from not seeing this movie. But at the same time, there are things in it that you might like. People at home might really dig and check out because there's stuff I liked and dug in it when i watched it but at the same time if i didn't watch it i don't feel like i'd miss out on like the you know the movie of the year or anything like that yeah i i that's where i'm standing at it uh, what are you thinking arturo where, where are you at um it's a way for it um it's definitely a way for it i'm not gonna say stay away from it or like below way for it because i think it like it those things that are interesting are interesting enough in the horror genre to kind right. of bring somebody to the table. You know what I mean? Right. Um, they do certain things in the movie um, that are quite, you know, um, interesting in terms of what they're doing with the horror. Um, they have this concept here where uh, our main characters, um, they're called eaters, right? They yes. apparently yes. just, they, they just eat people uh, they have a, a, a craving for human flesh um there's no real explanation behind it it kind of uh, manifests itself when they're like younger babies or children but other than that we don't really get any scientific explanation to it we don't get any rules or guidelines to it which in my opinion it is a detriment in the whole grand scheme of things um but is i also appreciate that they don't have to kind of break everything down you know what i mean because it could have gotten into the whole you know familiar t- 
a territory and the, um, with the tropes, you know what I mean? With, uh, you know, just horror tropes that there are out there about, you know, man eating and eating right. blood and so, all this stuff, which could again, just very like, it, it would have made, it would have made it very bland at the end of the day. You know what I mean? But I think not having the explanation in it um, really helped it out because yeah, like me as the person I am, I'm like, but why? <laughs> but yeah, why? You know, but why? But we, also, we, yes, we. Yeah, oh, but sorry, also, uh, um, but, <laughs> no, no. It's we've we've talked about this before, right? Where it's like, if you have movie monsters, you know, we, you and I are both people who need like defined rules, or either that, yes. or like enough of a rule set in your universe, right? So, and that's that's kind of like the problem with Bones and, and All, right? And this is and this is the problem with Bones and All, exactly. It has a cool gimmick to it, but the problem is that. You don't know what the limitations are for these things. You don't know what the ground rules, the standards are. You know, like, for instance, the, um, they eat people, right? But then, like, yes. you know, in a different scene, they're at a diner having pancakes, and that confuses me. So I'm like, wait a minute. Um, so you can also eat people food. So why this insatiable appetite for, you know, human flesh? You know, right. that's when you need some kind of, you know, like, like, uh, what's it called? Um, a map, like, you know, like, like a map on the, you know, on, a, what is it, on a graph, you know, how they show you like a little map, like this color means this, this color means that, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, they, this is when needed, you need markers, um, in your movie like that, where like, oh, okay, I understand why, because without it, they'll dehydrate, like, that's their version of water or something like that, you know, because, yes. you know, seeing her, you know, um, hang out with some old dude, you know, get on all fours and devour some old lady, you know, in one scene is one thing. But then seeing her having some pancakes, you know, with her boy toy is another thing. So it's like, wait a minute. Yeah. So, so what is yeah. this? Yeah, about. So, yeah, so so setting up the tone for Bones and All for people who might be curious about it, uh, the director, uh, Luca, oh man, I'm going to butcher his last name, Luca, Luca Guadagnino, uh, who has directed not only um, Call Me By Your Name, which is a big like a romance movie from like 2017, but also sure. did this, also did the Suspiria remake. So, oh, the, yeah, what? so. Yes, yes. Okay. So so this tells you what kind of tone this movie is, because now we're kind of like playing with romance and horror in a weird, like, <laughs> ill-defined kind of I, way, right? Dude, yes. Have you seen the remake of Suspiria, by the way? It's been a while, so... Uh, but But you have seen it, though, right? Yeah, yeah. But I couldn't tell okay. you uh, anything about it. All right, so I... I it's, it's a movie I, I don't understand, yeah. I got you. I I loved it. Like my, okay. my brother told me, "Hey, you got to go watch this thing." I held it off for a while cuz I'm like, I was a fan of Suspiria, you know, I'm sorry, our Gentles movie, but I, I wasn't I, I wasn't going to go watch it again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I liked it once. I got it. I dug it. It was a little long, a little long-winded, a little boring, but I was like, "Okay, cool." But then I kind of held off cuz I'm like, I kind of don't want to do that all over again, right? right? So I saw it and I was like, "Holy shit, it was really good." The ending to that thing was absolutely like what uh, on you know it's one of those scenes um that that 
pops up on top 10 lists of memorable kind of endings and stuff like that. It was really, really good. Um, that being said, these two movies are completely fucking different. And that's why I'm yeah. like, wait, what? Yeah, um, that's what I'm saying. Like, like it, it bones in terms and all of kind style of, and horror, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, that's why now, um, now I'm kind of regretting my seven, you know, that, that I gave it. Because if this guy was able to kind of give me Suspiria, you could have done a lot more than with what you gave. See, now I'm, now I'm upset because I don't like giving a score to a movie and then having it out there in the world and, and being like, wait a minute, you know, this is yeah. on me for not doing my homework, you know? And so, but like, and so that's the thing. Like, that's the thing with Bones and All. It's that in Bones and All, where you and I are talking more about the horror stuff because the horror stuff is really interesting. And like what the movie does with it is interesting. That's the whole point. The title right. itself, Bones and All, comes from the right. story one of these leaders is telling at one point. But, but, quote, but, you know, but the actual point, quote unquote, right, is the, the romance between the two, the young duo at the center. So, like, yes, right? It thumbs down for that. But, I, you know, and in that, in that way, that's why I'm having trouble with it. I'm like, is, does it succeed as a romance? Because I do like the main actors that they have in this movie. Two great young actors. This is the first thing I've seen Timothy Chalamet in. You know, it, the only yeah, thing, same. He, he was the really only good. Reason, <laughs> the only reason I mentioned Call Me By Your Name was because it was like nominated for Academy Awards and stuff. It was one of those, you know, and he was, wow. and okay. Chalamet, Chalamet was like in Dune and like, which I didn't see. I don't, we never talked about it here because I had zero interest in it. But yeah. Yeah. So now no I, in that thing. because of this movie, I get why Chalamet is such a big deal because he, he's got a like, some scenes in this movie where it's like, yo, like that was great. Cause there's one scene where he like, yeah. they just, they just ate a dude and he's like kind of perched and he's like all bloody and kind of looking forward. And it, it's kind of like a shot from like underneath him. And it's like, Oh yeah, that's a movie shot where you're like, yeah, that's yeah, a cool look. Yeah. You know? No. Yeah. Listen, like in terms. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Thing, see, right? that's, this right, is where, so- this is where <laughs> it's, in terms of the actual movie and the technicality of it all, um, first off, the acting was awesome. Like it, we had pretty much two set pieces the entire time with yeah. um, a Chalamet and um, I forget what her name is, but she was really good. Um, I think that's the same girl as that Lost in Space show, right? I, I think that's her. Um, I I've seen her before, like uh, from Lost in Space and the Escape Room movies, right? I think I, that's her. Could be wrong, but I think that's her. Yeah, but, Taylor um, Russell. I want to say yes. That's her. Yeah, I want to say the performances that's her. were awesome. They did a great job. Our antagonist in the movie that I will get to more in a little bit, Sully. He he was he was good too. A very memorable, very Stephen Kingish kind of kind of character. But um, yeah, like they're they're good. The romance thing is good. Like, if you didn't have this with horror stuff and all that, we wouldn't really be talking about this movie. We wouldn't be reviewing um, and, it here. Yeah, yeah, and and it it would probably work in that space, you know, because it it does work in that kind of you know lost romance kind of thing, you know. But that being said, you know, you do have this other aspect that you introduced in it. Um, which is the whole eater thing, which brings me back to my original kind of question was and an original concern was the fact that this was this kind of free kind of flowing concept without any kind of any real limitations, you know, because they were mortals as well. It's not like they were like immortal people who ate to heal themselves or be younger or anything like that. Because as we see Sully, Sully's an old man. 
He's been eating people since who knows how long. You know what I mean? So we encounter um, these characters, but we don't know exactly what they're really, really going through. You know, we don't know exactly what um, they are experiencing in terms of the in terms of their perspective. You know, um, we do get some kind of um, you know we do get a little bit of um, of a connection to like being a junkie. You know, um, which you can't see, you know, these, you know, two people just going just trying to find yeah, blood or food. But that's see, the thing, too. That's, like, like, that's what yes. makes it be that. Like, why yeah. do you have to be a junkie for this? Like, yeah, you can and, just go eat some pancakes. You'll be OK. Right. And this, this, <laughs> this is the part where we're ultimately struggling with. It's the it's the ill-defined nature of everything and the ill-defined nature of it. Yeah, it makes for like a more. I, I don't know, like a more fantastic, like a, 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 I don't know if it helps the romance or hurts it, but honestly, it's kind of like it. There, you feel like there's a more aggressive version of this movie that would hit yeah, harder, agreed. and still, agreed. like, and unfortunately, you know, the movie backs away from that aggression in favor of the romance, which is like, yes, that's a choice, you know, that's an artistic choice that you made, and. It doesn't always succeed because, like, there's a more aggressive version where, you know, they become a real, like, the, the things the movie teases, right? Like, it plays with the idea of them being, like, a Bonnie and Clyde. It plays with the idea of yeah. eaters, eaters eating other eaters, you know? Yeah. And they literally have a scene where it teases a confrontation, you know? And yeah. these are um, things that get pulled back away from in favor of telling that, you know, telling the character story. And so in that sense, it's like, well, I, I, you know, watching it as like the movie buff part of me, quote unquote, right? Where it's like, I appreciate your artistic choice to move away from it. I don't agree. You know, like, yeah, I, I can yeah, appreciate you making um, that, rom that romance choice, but I wish we would have gotten... It's like I was telling you, Tex, off air, like, um, these characters are, they're deeper than what the movie gives us because A, you have this gimmick going on in the background where they eat people, meaning yeah. B, these characters have a very, you know, gray moral line, you know? Let's see that, you know? Let's see them be more questionable, you know? Because we do see the minute they smell blood, they become kind of like hey listen who cares if this old lady just crapped out on me like a couple hours ago i'm just gonna eat her now you know yes. but before the old lady died she was like oh no we can't i'm not gonna kill anybody you know to eat and blah 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 when sully's like well you know you you gotta like this is what i do i smell them kind of you know dying and then i just wait for them to die you know or kill them pretty much sometimes probably and then just eat them so there's a very you know um a very vampire kind of thing to this where it should be explored more in that sense because you, um, but this is, again, this is why I have an issue with uh, no ground rules because you don't know how far they have to go in order to kind of sustain themselves to, to, right. to stay alive. Can they, can they not have to eat? Like, because yeah, and, uh, like it shows that they've gone a while without eating before anything ever, even yeah, happened. And right? like, and then we get characters like, you know, her mother's revealed and she like cut off her hands so she doesn't eat people. But then it's like, Chloe well, Savigny, by the way, out of nowhere. Yeah, which like, is a wild, which was like, like, I was like, was like is wild. that Chloe Savigny? I'm like, no, that can't be her. I'm like, that was Chloe Savigny. Yeah. Wild. But that's the, you know, that's the kind of uh, director the guy is, you know, he's got that right. pull, I guess. Right. But, guess but no, so. but, but the thing is like, 
that ultimately tell only raises more questions, right? Because it's like, well, she she clearly survived all this time, right? Yeah. And so without that's eating, the thing. All her hands, yeah. Only. And so and so that's the thing. It's because of how loose it all is, right? It's it's like it's loose in these rules in order to tell this romance, but because of that, arguably the romance is weaker too because it's not challenged enough, right? It, yeah, it's just kind of like a great point. It, it's it's young love, and you're like, okay, like for for a minute, I thought this was a book that got adapted because this is totally like a young adult novel. You know, it feels oh, like it, right? We're 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 young cannibals, and we need to eat to survive, and we go traveling across the country or whatever. But it's like well, that would make sense. <laughs> yeah, and and that's the thing. It's like you know, because of all that, because of how loose it is, because we don't get enough aggression, because we don't, you know, because Sully's an antagonist who only plays like a key role in like two major scenes outside of one yeah. where he's like yelling at her, right? So it's like because of be, because <laughs> yeah. of how loose it is, it, there's never that challenge to the romance, and thus thus the romance itself kind of ultimately yeah because they just kind of found each other based on the fact that they were eaters so let's kind of you know expand on that if if we're not gonna expand on other things you know what i mean um but that being said that's that's what it is right like it's just yeah that being said too it's a shame because that final act was really good you know if we got more of that throughout the movie um especially because of just the the primal um uh, violence and brutality of the whole of the whole you know um, act itself from start to finish when Sully shows up to when Sully ends. Um, it's it's very visceral. And, it's very kind of you know and grounded. Not even that and I wish too. It's not, going it. Yeah, it's not fully visceral either. They're like cutting away to like some yeah, of the more gruesome it's a good parts. Point. Where, so it's, it, it's like a good point. And that's the, you know, and that's kind of the that's kind of the thing for the whole movie, right? Like it, it promises bones and all. But you only get like the bones, right? You Dude, only get like you only get a big you spoiler. Don't get the full, yeah. <laughs> not, not even the bones. You just get the all, right? Like yeah. so, like for instance, um, uh, a big spoiler. Uh, the whole thing of this movie. So I forget what his name is, but the kid, the boyfriend, I forget what his name is. The movie, uh, Timothy Chalamet's character, he gets you know stabbed in the process while trying to hold down Sully, and you know he dies. And while he's dying, before he dies, he he asks. Um, forget her name as well um yeah it's, uh, he, he, he asked her like hey listen like, bones i want all. you to yeah. eat me you know what i mean i want you to eat me and i think it would have been a really impactful thing to do especially being that you made suspiria and it ended the way it did it would have been dope to see this kind of this gorging of flesh and bones you know right at the end and then you cut away and then you start never... swipe and then credits you know? We don't we don't get cannibal scenes. You know the the scenes that happen are like you know it's it's like offhand, like off to the side and stuff like that. We never get well, the finger thing was the first like major thing we see, and we see the finger yeah. peeling off the bone. That was pretty gnarly. I wish they would have kept yeah, it up. But there's but yeah, exactly. Like it's just a lot of that, right? It's like I wish you were more aggressive with this stuff than what we get. And yeah. I, th- I think that's I think that's where I cap off my end of this. It's like yeah, but um, it's, uh, it's, horror yeah. side, like yeah. horror <laughs> side though, folks, because like we're really picky about the horror stuff, only because we have to watch so much content. But horror side, technically, this movie looks great. 
Um, it's produced well. I think people who are not into horror, I know there are some people out there that might not be into um, all the horror stuff that, that we're into, but you guys are into the other stuff we review here. Um, this is probably a movie for you. This will probably s- satisfy your, you know, your drama quota for the month, you know, your mm. your Oscar quota for the month. There's a bunch of boring Oscar-looking movies out there. <laughs> this one at least will, will you know, keep your interest for the most part. Th- that being said, it's, it's a definite waste for it i wouldn't go out there and pay money for it um i think you'll probably enjoy it you know um you know with a girlfriend a boyfriend a significant other anyone you guys want um in your home um you'll probably have a better time honestly um and that being said folks that was the end of the triple feature and this is it welcome and thank you for listening to episode 132 of the morgue an official course feed podcast and i am arturo padilla the guy behind the face and with me always is mr nick valdez a big shout out to del virus for the artwork a big shout out to glenn Morowski for the music a big shout out to you folks for listening thank you so much for all you guys and gals who listen out there please rate like us subscribe comment share us wherever you can you can find us on all the podcast streamers you can find us on all the live streamers twitch youtube uh, uh, Facebook Live, Twitter Live. This show itself, you can find it live at 4.20 every Thursday. Um, and, and we have about 131 of these episodes for you in the archive. So please feel free to listen to those. And again, folks, remember, it's a scary world out there, but we are here to walk you through it. 